Face podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. recording and that could have been a blooper reel oh, right there perfect damn it. <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> all right everybody welcome to episode 62 of the fantasy timeline a proud member of the dynasty addicts podcast network i'm josh at real fantasy tl and i'm with my main man bill at super Duplex. bill how you doing today Man, doing good. Happy to uh, be in the off-season full swing, not thinking about fantasy football for a minute. Um, we just learned that the Falcons are actually in the NFC, so the, uh, wait, the wait, show is starting to roll. breaking news banner. Oh, hold on. The breaking news banner, because that that's something I didn't know either. What? <laughs> You're telling me, wait, the Atlanta well, Falcons? Falcons. Oof, wow. Um so see, we're learning. See that that's what we're here for. We're here to learn and to teach. And and they're not in the NFC West either. They're uh, in the South, which you would think. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, my, my that blown. was a good division. I thought. That's why Atlanta's not in it. <laughs> hey. Makes sense. Makes sense. So you're hearing two very sexy voices, uh, and I'm going to introduce these good-looking men for y'all. <laughs> Uh, we're back to this. Yeah, well, we're back to this, Bill. <laughs> we got Scott Sidlow at Scott underscore Sidlow and Justin Rogers at Run DFF. Fellas, how you guys doing? Oh, we are we are doing amazing. We know our geography. We know our conferences. I mean, we're off to a hell of a start tonight. Nailing it, nailing it. They don't call us the B team for nothing, Scott. Damn right. <laughs> That's right. And you but know the what? A team in our hearts. That, yeah, that that's a disparaging name. You are like the one B team. Like you, you know, <laughs> you know what? I'll take one B. I'll it's like it's like Calvin and Julio. There's a one A and a one B. I'm gonna let everyone decide that for themselves because I'm not gonna go back in the wrong order. Golly, you see uh, this Julio shirt? I'm not wearing this because I'm. Oh god! I was gonna say we're Julio, right? I'm Julio. I'm Julio. No, you're you're Justin. Yes, Julio is a better wide receiver than Calvin, and this is a Lions fan saying that. Yeah, then we have uh, Calvin's more dominant, but Calvin has receiver. Yeah, Calvin has a long way to go to reach what Julio has done in his career. So let's just pump the brakes a little bit. Let's see some more. Let's see about six more seasons like what we saw this year from (laughs) from Calvin, and then we'll discuss. So. Oh no, you're list- you're thinking of Kelvin Ridley. We're talking about Kelvin Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Brian Finneran, so we'll just leave it at that. 
There we go. Wow. See, and I, I didn't even, I said I didn't want to get into it, and we got into it anyway. So, so I'm not even sure what we're getting into. So I, I don't know. There was somehow a Calvin Julio argument, even though I didn't say who was 1A and 1B. I wanted everyone to decide that for themselves, but yeah. But now, now me and Bill are trying to figure out which Calvin we're talking about. Yeah, like you and I were speaking <laughs> different languages right there. I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's the theme for the fantasy timeline. We have no idea what's happening. That should actually be our motto. <laughs> that could be. Yeah. I'm gonna put that on our logo. Put that on some shirts. Fantasy timeline. Hell yeah! I think Russ can get that in the shop in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't know what the hell's happening. He probably could because that's what Russ does. We love you, Russ. Uh, all right. So there's not any news because there's not really anything going on. I mean, everybody saw the games. Everybody loved, you know, the Browns making it uh, one more one more week. Uh, Buffalo doing a thing. You guys know who won and lost. Uh, here's a question, though. Did anybody watch the uh, Nickelodeon stream of the uh, the Saints and the uh, Bears? <laughs> Can't say that I did. I had I a did not, but I do know where you're going with this. At least I feel like you. I feel I like have, I, I did not watch it, but I heard actually positive reviews of it. So honestly, like my my son is seven. He watches like the first five minutes of an Eagles game, and then he's like out. He's like. I'm going to go well, play. That's like everybody. Right. Like, I'm in, well, that's true. But even when they play good teams, okay, even when they play good teams, he does that, um, which is cool. He's seven. Like, no seven-year-old really has the attention span for that. But I told him it was on Nickelodeon, and he was, like, obsessed. They had, like, the characters on at certain times. They had, like, Snapchat filters on some of the players' faces that gave him, like, hamburger heads and stuff. So, I mean, they actually did a really good job of, like, bringing younger kids into the game, which obviously is, like, what the plan was. And then the uh, the slime cannons going off every time they scored a touchdown was uh, was actually pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't see them doing that more than, like, one game a season, but I feel like this is probably going to be something that the NFL ends up doing every season now, so. So you're telling me, like, was the slime cannon, like, real or was it, like, no. a cartoon, like, it animation? Was like, it was, like, yeah, it was, like, a CGI thing, kind of like the uh, the first down line that's kind of superimposed onto the field. It was kind of a deal like that. So, yeah, but uh, it was still pretty cool. I mean, and then, obviously, you know, Cordero Patterson uh, <laughs> with the uh, non-Nickelodeon verbiage. Uh, after yeah, like, oh boy. <laughs> the first F-bomb ever on Nickelodeon, I believe. Uh, yeah, probably on air. I'm, I'm sure they're throwing them things off air all the time, but yeah, on air. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised Roger didn't have like a, uh, 72 page single space detailed, uh, agreement of, uh, what you were supposed to do during that game. Obviously Cordero didn't care and, uh, booted that thing into the trash as soon as he got it. But, uh, man, he claimed that he didn't do it. Just saying. Hashtag, that wasn't me. Allegedly. Anytime I get in trouble, I go, that wasn't me. (laughs) But we saw you like Shaggy, huh? Every time. My wife was like, why didn't you do that? I was like, no, I did do that. And she's like, no, like I'm looking at what you didn't do right now. I'm like, wasn't me. Sorry. Don't got to blame someone else. You got to turn it around on people. You can't just go down with the shit. 
That that's what Cordero did, and I I appreciate him. So uh, all right, so that was uh, that was about as much into the news as we're gonna get. So uh, we're gonna go right to what we saw in the timeline because that's what we do. And this first one is from Commissioner Breeze at McBreeze eleven. All right, random fact. Name a random fact people will be surprised to know about you. So since we have some guests in the house, uh, Justin, why don't you start us off? Random fact, something that people don't know about you. All right, all right. So I love Halloween. I love dressing up. I would do, if someone did uh, costume parties, anytime, whatever, I'm there. Like when I lived, I lived out west in Yellowstone for a while. Employees did costume parties like every other week, it seemed like. And uh, my favorite costume, Quail Man. I made a Quail Man costume. Straight up bought some whitey tidies to throw on the outside. Put the belt on the forehead. I was ready to roll. So, so wait a minute. You dressed as Quail Man and you're telling me you did not watch the Nickelodeon feed of that game? What is okay. going on? You know, Stay you on brand, Justin. I don't even know what that is. So that, this I'm is the old guy. And Patty Mayonnaise? You don't. Oh, come on. Bill, how old are you? 20? No, he's. I'm like, the other way, man. I'm 45, brother. You should totally know what. Yeah, it is. you should know. I mean, you're not that old. I'm pretty old. You're not that old. I mean, you're closer to my age than Scott is to me. So, I mean, you you're not that old. I don't know how old Josh is. So, he's 85. Yeah, <laughs> I just have good skin. <laughs> All right, Scott, random fact. What what was what is one thing people wouldn't know about you? Um I guess I I don't know if I mentioned this before um anywhere, but uh I am an officiant. Like I uh I officiate weddings. Oh. So yeah. Or oh. I've done one so far. I did my brother in law's. They asked me to, so yeah. That's uh it was weird. It was different. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'll ever do it again, <laughs> but I am an officiant. It's official. So follow up on that. Like, did you get ordained or whatever online? Yes, I did. That's well the done. Way. That's, That's the way awesome. I did it. Yes, sir. What is there a, um, is it like a legal thing or is it a, um, you had to do it through like a church site or something like that? Correct. Yeah, it was through, um, it was through whatever. Yeah, it was like an online, like think of like an online college, right? But it's like mm-hmm. an online church that offers the program and gotcha. you just sign up for it and do it. It's not, it's not a big deal at all, really. But um, yeah, then you get a little certificate and it says you're officially official and you can officiate. And uh, yeah, that's that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What? Man, so I... anybody that needs a cheap officiant, uh, Whoa, 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 whoa. Scott underscore Sidlow. You Listen. don't know Scott is cheap. Yeah. Right, right. Cost of living in Chicago. Here, no, no. Here's here's how it works, guys. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, then <laughs> the way that you get me to officiate your wedding, whatever city you're in, I have a goal of getting to every NFL stadium. So all you got to do is fly the four of us out and get us tickets to a game, and that's it. I'll officiate your wedding, and then all, all four of us are coming to your wedding too. So. Oh man, that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. Oh, better be open by, bar. By the way, if you use better the promo be. code Fantasy Timeline, you get twenty percent off. <laughs> Make sure you tell them what you saw. We found. Boom. All right, Bill. What what is uh, the random fact that people wouldn't know about you? 
I was trying to think about this. I know I've probably said it before on the show, but I was a intercollegiate bowler for Michigan State. Ooh. So uh, that was my... Uh, Martins. Yep. Uh, D1, baby. Damn. Yeah, so that was my... Um, what was your average? Well, back then I was a lot better than I am now because that was like many moon ago. Um, probably that I was in the like probably 220s to 230 range i I thought that's all you had to be um to get on like the pba or whatever yeah i mean that's what you have to do to be on like i have or minimum friends that have bull on tour but really um yeah i was not good enough to bull on tour that's nuts man i spent all my time gambling in the bowling league you know where you get you know a spare and you get a card and you get a strike and you get get the cards running up and down hustling so i didn't i don't even remember bowling but you know it was fun there you go that's the way to do it (laughs) And if you fly Bill out to bowl with you, uh, promo code, we have no idea what's happening. Uh, Bill will come and bowl with you. So uh, we got that going on. He, he's got that uh, nationwide uh, discount across the across the states. That's all right. You fly. So so here, here's a, a fun fact about me. This literally just happened to me, and I thought I would share it with you guys. Uh, so I got a, uh, you know, the little follower thing popped up on my Twitter and you know, I like to check those things out, see if I, I know who the person is or maybe don't know who the person is. Met a lot of cool people through that. So it's a it's a female. I won't I won't give her name or her handle. And uh, From the, 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 well, no, no, don't this share is, her nudes. Don't do any of that stuff. This <laughs> is the funniest part about it. So her pin tweet is like, why don't you come play this online sex game? And I go, all right, definitely a bot, whatever, like. <laughs> But I'm going to check this shit out. No, because then my phone will like burn to a crisp and I'm going to have to go out and get a new phone. So I didn't do that. But I'm like, oh, this is a bot. Like, but it has 217 followers. So I'm like, that's kind of high for a bot. Everything else is like real posts. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen because usually Uh, someone got hacked. I mean, maybe. But heck, like, I mean, they clicked a random email and gave their mess away. So. And I'm just like, I'm just like, wow. Like, I, I definitely thought it was a bot. I was, you know, like obviously, pin tweet is naked pics. I'm like, oh, it's a bot. You know, whatever happens to us all. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that's funny. Two, two drink is my brother. He knows me. He's like, yeah, he's so fat. <laughs> I mean, two drink for brothers, so you know I his did. Mouse, his mouse, his mouse broke. He put he's his using the pad now on his could, keyboard. Uh, yeah, he's like, for, let me go in private mode so the cookies don't track. That's why you do it on your phone, brother, so no one can see what you're doing, man. Phone. <laughs> that's what I use. Uh, but uh, let's see, thing that people wouldn't know about me. God, I don't know. I guess I'll, I'll I'll just repeat the one I used on uh, Super Flexperts in case people never heard it. Uh, I'm a big anime fan. So, thing that uh, most people would see me and probably not not put that together. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm big into it. Obviously, uh, I got three little ones now, so I'm not as into it as I used to be. But uh, I still can still catch my uh, my show here and there just to to keep on in the loop. So, uh, all right, we did that. We, you know, we all talked about each other. Oh, now I know where it came from to drink. 
Oh, two drink. You're killing me, man. You're sending me links that you know I'll click on and then, you know, burn my phone to a crisp. But uh all right, let's let's a hidden link to parlor is what it was. You're you're on a no fly list now. <laughs> you're on a list now. Hey, you know you know what? Jokes on them. I don't fly anywhere anyway. So aha. <laughs> uh all right, so we're going to get into the real deal now. The reason why we brought the, the great fantasy minds uh, onto the show. So this first one is from Fantasy Football Hotline at Hotline Fantasy. It's probably where that uh, where that girl's hanging out right now. That's on the exactly hotline. where she's no. hanging out. <laughs> uh, rank these running backs in the order you would draft them next year. Miles Sanders, CH, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins and Antonio Gibson. So, Bill, why don't why don't you start? Why don't you uh, get these five guys and put them in the order you would draft them in? Yeah, I haven't really thought. I I'm the one that put this on the show sheet, and I haven't thought about this at all. Um, my initial thought is J.K. Dobbins. Um, probably Miles Sanders, then DeAndre Swift. Uh, then CEH, then Gibson. Okay, okay. But I, yeah, like, I just know, like, I like the fact that um, Baltimore is, you know, pretty much a run-first team. So that's that's the one for me that I'm, I feel most comfortable going into the season this year with him because, I mean, we've seen as things have progressed throughout the season that he's he's getting more touches all the time. Um. The rest of the guys are kind of a hodgepodge. Like I, I can't blame really anyone for take, like mixing those guys up. I can probably blame, I can't blame you for, really for any of those. That's kind of the reason I put this because I had no idea what the answer was. So, <laughs> um, so here you go. Now we're gonna throw a twist on it from two drink. I mean, put- James, Ro- James Robinson, he's probably further up the board than. He's probably in the the three to four range in that list. Like if we made it six um, for me, but yeah, I, don't, I mean, I probably take Swift over him just because I'm a Lions fan. But that's just a a pure bias thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that's interesting. What do you? How about you, uh, Josh? All right, so let's pull up the list here. So I think I would go. Swift, Dobbins, Gibson, Sanders, CH. And then if I throw James Robinson on there, I would probably take Robinson after Dobbins, so number three. And I actually feel a little bad doing that because James Robinson has just been so good that actually feel a little bad taking him after Swift, but I think if Swift stays healthy, he's just going to be a monster. So, um, yeah, that, that would be, that would be my list. Uh, Scott, what about you? I mean, are we assuming nothing changes because everything's changing? I mean, well, we're yeah, going to have cause... a new offense in Philly. We're going to oh. have uh, a new offense in Detroit. We're going to have, you know, Gus Edwards is restricted free agent in uh, Baltimore there, and he's a career five-plus yard per rush guy. Um, super consistent, by the way. If you look at his numbers, it's unbelievable. Um, 
AG, I mean, I think we kind of know, but you know, who's going to be the quarterback. Um, and then James Robinson, we're talking a whole new offense. So like, man, um, uh, why you gotta be, make it a startup. It's a startup right now. So you don't know the answer. Okay. All right. Right now, right now today, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go swift actually. Um, just because like Peterson's going to be gone. Right. And, um, carry on can't stay healthy his knees are donezo um i'm i'm still gonna roll with miles sanders there just because i gotta assume they're gonna use him he's the most talented don't you back, dare put my list field. together don't you dare put my list together one through five and make me irrelevant i'm oh, i'm doing so it cute. we don't we don't we don't need you on this one all right it's gonna be <laughs> well actually no we're gonna have a flip here because i'm gonna i'm gonna put dobbins third just because they they run so much, and then I'll go Gibson and CH okay. for now. So we get we flipped the last two, right? We did. We flipped the and last. Where's All James right, Robinson? We, okay. All right. All right. Where do you got James Robinson, Scott? Okay, so I would actually probably put him. I man, I probably won, right? I mean, he's the only guy there. Every one of these guys has competition. So if we're talking right now today, I'll put him one. I dig it. Is this the hot sauce or the timeline? Because you came with some spice there. I'm just saying. Bye. <laughs> I hey, I wanted to do it, but I didn't have the guts. Scott had. The I don't guts. have the guts to do it. That's for sure. I got so. Swift one, um, and I got Sanders and Dobbins. So Scott and I were the same. Uh, and then I, if it, if J Rob was included, I would put him there at four. But then I have C E H and Gibson. I got. I, I kind of. I weigh in the the receiving more than some people some other people do and i mean i don't know what happened i thought gibson was going to be part of the past game and they did not use him at all in that role not like they should have you know jd mckissick with like 700 targets and uh gibson getting one or two a game I mean, it was brutal and then ceh that the chiefs just don't pass to the running back you know patrick mahomes doesn't want to throw short you know he's got two incredible weapons with kelsey and and uh tyreek why is he going to throw four yards to the to the running back when he can throw 25 yards downfield and let his guy run the rest of the way? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. So they so, don't pass to the tight, to the running back. So basically we have like a consent or like maybe the group rate ratings would be like Swift, probably mm-hmm. uh, Dobbins. 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 And then maybe a, a split between Sanders and Robinson. Yeah. And then CEH and then Gibson. Gibson, yeah. It's somewhere like that. Yeah. 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 I'd agree. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear with four out of five, or you know, three out of four of us don't tell me to do math right now, that uh Swift was Swift is the top back in this group. So and, and only the Lions fan right. said that Swift couldn't be number one. He doesn't want to put that either. That on shows his back. you how how much they've destroyed my heart. My heart is so <laughs> black. It is just like <laughs> coal. So I'll never like, okay, I'm going to give a short story. When I was in Green Bay one time, I went to Lambeau it was my first visit ever. You know, it's one of those things you got to do bucket list kind of thing. And it's November, middle of November lions are playing and it's like 75 degrees. So we already know something's not right in the world. And the Lions are up, I think, like 13 or something like that. And I'm like, all right, it's the fourth quarter. These people are booing 
Green Bay, and they're telling me they would trade Sta- Rodgers for Straf- Stafford straight up. I'm like, you guys are literally the worst fans in the history of football. Like, the fact that you're even saying that, you're such poor sports. Like, you just don't understand how good you have it. So I tell them exactly how this game's going to play out. Green Bay's going to go down score. The Lions are going to, you know, turn the ball over. This is going to happen. I'm telling them everything the Lions are going to do wrong to blow this lead. And then onside kick, recover by Green Bay. Green Bay's going to drive down, kick a field goal, win. Every single thing happened. And people are looking at me like I am Nostradamus. And then the kicker for Green Bay slipped when he went to kick and missed the field goal. That was the only thing that went wrong. (laughs) Like, this jaded Lions fan had the whole thing played out. Like, I literally wrote a book on what was going to happen. And um, moisture ruined my story. (laughs) Usually it's the opposite. Well, well, uh, go with that one. That's that's being a Lions fan, kids. Usually, (laughs) I have a uh, little and Michigan State. So what? What a segue! But uh, after that, I mean, I I guess we'll just go to the to the next. You know what uh, it is? He he dried up that story, and it's time to move on to the next. Yeah, yeah. It's got it's got no traction anymore. Yeah. All right. All right. We're going to get happy again. Uh, this is from, sorry, from, guys. from the man, the myth, the legend, Ryan McDowell. At, Never heard of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who has? Uh, at Ryan MC23. Top, di- top five dynasty QBs per January DLF ADP. Mahomes, Murray, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson. So... Are you guys cool with that top five? And if you're not, who are you throwing in and who are you kicking out? Uh, Justin, why don't we start with you? I know you're going to throw Matt Ryan in there, so let's just get it out of the way. So we yeah, can all move Matt, Ryan, Matt Ryan 101, and then we'll, let's figure out which one we're going to kick out. <laughs> now, uh, I can't even, like, I got nothing because I posted about a week and a half ago on Twitter my top ten in each position, you know, early off season. And that was my top five. Not in that order, but that was my top five. I think it's pretty clear. Like, I've got Herbert six, and I think there's a tier gap there. So, I mean, yeah, I'll take – What about Dak? Where do you have Dak? That's that's who I have on mine. That's me too. Well, I know you do, Josh. That doesn't count. (laughs) Right. I I mean, it doesn't mean I'm wrong, though. True. I think I had Dak eight. Yeah, I had had Dak eight. Because I got Trevor Lawrence in front of him. The disrespect on Dak's name. And you know what's funny is Who I acquired six? Dak Russ? this season. No, Herbert. I've got Russ down at 10. I got yeah. my six through 10 goes Herbert, uh, Lawrence, Dak, Burrow, Wilson. I, I just don't, I don't want to have to start Wilson every week because I've been there, done that, been burned too many times, both redraft and dynasty. Like, man, you get those big weeks, but then you get the 13 point weeks far too often. Like it feels like you're running out Jared Goff half the season. You it's can't well. own him in single quarterback leagues. You just he, can't. No, uh uh-uh. uh. You absolutely he is the perfect best ball quarterback. Yeah. You don't have to worry about when you're gonna start him. You know, these other guys, they have floors. You know, you're not gonna get twelve points multiple times a, a year from, you know, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Like you might get one or two of those games, but uh 
I mean, you get quite a few from from Wilson, unfortunately. So, and plus his age, he's a little older than everyone else on that list. Yeah. Sure. So, you know. What What about you, Scott? Are you throwing anybody in? You kicking anybody out? Yeah, I mean, um, as much as I love Herbert and he made me look really good with my rankings this year, um, I I can't quite put him ahead of these guys. Uh, I know everybody's so disappointed or whatever by Lamar, but it's like, God, he has such a high floor. And, um, you know, that rushing just keeps him so relevant. So Dak is the only guy that I would consider, but I I can't move any one of these guys out. Um, You know, Watson right now is really interesting to me because I don't know if you guys have been reading these stories coming out of Houston, like this whole like Game of Thrones reference with this guy, like, Man, this is some crazy stuff. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen in that organization. and uh, But apparently it doesn't matter. <laughs> the guy just balls out. And and Dak coming off the injury with kind of an unsure future, I guess I, I couldn't put him in over any one of those guys. So um, I would move the order around maybe a little bit, but I would have these five pretty, pretty solidly. Yeah, and – you bring up a good point, man. The Sean Watson thing is so interesting. Now Andre Johnson is speaking out and talking about what, what a shit show it is in Houston. Like when maybe your franchise's best player to this point is, is saying that, you know, like as long as Easterby is there, like nothing is ever going to change and it's going to be the same old dysfunction. I mean, that's not good. And he worked in the, he worked in the front office as well, he's, so it's not. He's even working like, on the coaching and GM search right now. Yeah, he's literally consulting with the owner, and he said, that. "I mean, that's 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 crazy." Like that tells you. And, and I love that you brought that up because I read a story that apparently the Texans spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars to a search firm for the G, and they just hired the guy they wanted to hire two years ago. They what ignored their they tampered with. Yeah. Yeah. They ignored that all together. Like, oh well, thanks for stopping by. Here's your check, and we're gonna do something else. Like, if you wanted to waste a few hundred thousand dollars, and I'm gonna reframe that because the next part is gonna make me sound heartless. If you wanted to spend a few hundred thousand dollars, I'm sure there are tons of underprivileged children in Houston that could use that money for a whole lot of good since you knew who the hell you wanted to hire anyway. Just hire the guy, save yourself the money, put it to some good charities, and move on with your life. Like I know at least four podcasters that could deal with a little bit of extra income. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like, hell yeah. Listen, Houston Texans management. Justin brings up a very good point. Do you want four guys that kind of know football, can't do much worse than Bill O'Brien? Hire us at a fraction of the price. We'll all move to Houston. I already lived there before. I know the city. I have lots of people there. I mean, let's do this. Scott can tell us what area to live in. We're good. Absolutely. I like Texas. Texas is fine. Look, it's only like 30 minutes, 45 minutes to the ocean. You can get down there to the Gulf. It's not the ocean, but to the Gulf to do some fishing. I mean, listen, all these guys bring up great points. I will smooth (laughs) things over with JJ Watt because apparently he hates all you guys too. (laughs) <laughs> Me and JJ will go out, get some get some barbecue, just talk shit on all you guys. He'll be happy. 
He'll be motivated. And we'll go, let's go. That sounds good. I get talked shit about all the time. Like people talk shit about me all the time. It's it's nothing true. new there. We were until you mean. showed up. Exactly. I was looking for a party and yeah. Why do you think I got here first? <laughs> <laughs> it got real quiet when I logged in. Yeah. Oh, hey, Justin. We, we didn't know how much you heard, you know? So, all right. All right, Bill. Are you kicking anybody out of the list? Are you adding anybody to the list? What are you doing here? I mean, it's hard to like move any of these guys out just because they're such rushers. You know, everybody's mobile. Uh, I mean, Zach's the one guy I think that at least deserves honorable mention. Um, but just the unknown with him is probably the biggest issue. Um, so, I mean, I can't fault it. Um, but I think there could be any level of, you could ar- probably argue any of the top eight guys being in that top five. But, like, I think these are the pr- probably for sure the consensus top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm with you guys. I... I would put Dak in, and it's like, well, all right, then who do you kick out? And it's like, I I guess you kick out Lamar just because he doesn't throw as much. But it's like, I don't even feel good saying that because it's like, we all know what Lamar can do right. on any given Sunday. We saw it against the Titans this past Sunday. They played on Sunday, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, no, they played on Saturday. 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 Um, you know, we saw what he's capable of when – he when he is on his game, but I think the passing volume, his passing volume is lower than the rest of those guys. So I guess he would be the guy I'd kick out, but I wouldn't feel good about it. <laughs> like, but I feel like I do feel like Dak should be in the top five. So I guess if I had to make the hard choice, that's what it is. But um yeah, obviously if you are playing super flex and you have any one of these guys on your team. You feel pretty good about it. I did a startup last year, and I actually have Deshaun and Josh Allen. So, you know, Oof. feel pretty good about that. But um, so just a, a, a follow up on that with Lamar. Like so many people were like down on Lamar. You know, I mean, I know he picked it up towards the end of the season, and everybody like kind of like he was a lot of people's bust for the season, mm-hmm. but he finished like QB eight. So, like, if you look at, like, how poorly he played, quote-unquote poorly he played for the season, and he finishes QB8, like, I mean, that's probably his, like, that's probably the basement, right? Like, that's probably his floor as to what he can do. So, like, he's going to be a guy I'm probably shooting for in a ton of start, well, in the two startups I do or the 30. Um, but he's a guy that I'm going to be looking at because I think people are going to undervalue him because there's just this narrative about him being so bad. And maybe he didn't play great, and I think a lot of people would agree with that, but still QB8. Like, like and, people are saying, like, I, I drafted him QB2 in a, a startup, and people are like, oh, man, you must regret that. How can I regret that? He played terribly, and I got QB8 out of him. Like, yeah, <laughs> To be fair, he was QB 12 through 12 weeks. He had that really nice finish finish to the season. But there were some weeks where he was, you know, outside of the top 15, 16 quarterbacks and you were starting. So, I mean, I understand people saying you you might be disappointed. I think that his – what we saw this year was his floor. You know, I think he's going to get a little bit more volume. I don't know that he's ever going to throw 480, 500 times. 
but you know, I don't think 380 times is, is within the realm of possibility to be consistent, you know, consistently that low. So I think we're going to see a little bit more volume. The rushing is there. He's going to have to become a better passer. Otherwise he's not going to be in the league in six or seven years because he won't be able to run like this forever. You know, he'll look like Cam Newton hobbling around. So. Well, and I think the disconnect too, Bill, is that we saw what he did last year and we just expected those numbers to keep repeating themselves. And I'm, I'm saying we as like the fantasy community, like we just expected that that was going to be his baseline and maybe not his ceiling. And I think that's where that disconnect comes where it's like, well, he had a terrible season because he didn't do that again. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And I think that's where there's maybe like a, an issue with the industry. Like people are looking at failure as not meeting where the person was drafted. And right. There's got to be a range that you expect out of a player. It's not every year isn't going to be like if you're not if you're not Travis Kelsey, you're going to have you know uh, a ceiling and a floor. Kelsey has a ceiling only apparently, but <laughs> like everybody else has a ceiling and a floor, and and you have to have. There's going to be years where okay, yeah, he hit the floor this year, but would anybody be stunned if he ends up QB two next year? Like I wouldn't be stunned. Lamar, that is. No, oh, no, not Kelsey. I would be super. He impressed. could be the QB two next year. You just never know. This guy's yeah. amazing. He's pro- he's actually probably the backup quarterback in Kansas City. They just don't put it on the depth chart. Yeah. They're, just, they're just like oh Chad Henney, sure. Like write his name in today. It ain't Chad Henney. Was a linebacker when he came into college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and you, but you know what? I think we do this. I mean, I don't think we also limit that kind of thinking to just the quarterback position. And you know, a guy I'm going to bring up is another Dallas Cowboy. I know everyone's going to be like, but you know, we're doing th- we're doing this with Zeke too, where we're kind of like, Zeke is washed. Zeke is done for. Zeke isn't the guy anymore. And it's like, like. Dak went down. There was some Ben DiNucci in there, some some Garrett Gilbert. The line was jacked up, and he still finished as an RB1, even with kind of all of that going on. And when Dak was in there, he was like RB2 or RB3. RB2 through the first five weeks. Yeah, okay, but hold on a minute, because so much of that was based on receiving. I mean, he, he had, what, uh, 14, 23 receptions in his first four in the first four games. Mm-hmm. How many passes is Dak going to throw next year? Is it going to be record eight thousand? Is it going to be record pace? He's going to be on pace to throw sixty two hundred yards or whatever again. I mean, I think there has to be some regression in the passing game. So I don't think that we're what we saw from Zeke in terms of his volume is replicable over the long over the course of a full season. So I think okay. we have to temper expectations a little bit there. So, so I actually have two arguments for that. One is, are we making an assumption that the defense is going to be so much better that Dak doesn't have to throw a thousand times a game? Because, I mean, yeah, you can bring in some draft picks, you can bring in some free agents, but that, that defense was on pace for most of the season to be one of the worst defenses in NFL history. So... To just say that they're going to turn into a middle-of-the-pack defense in one offseason, I think is a tough ask, if anything. 
And the second argument to that is you may be right about replicating, you know, what did you say, 24 receptions in the first five weeks? But, but we've seen Zeke be a top three running back without doing all of that. So we know that he has that ability. I just think we're we're really discounting him because he was on a team filled with injuries. And towards the end of the season, he was dealing with his own injury. And now all of a sudden we're just like, uh, he's not good anymore. And it's like, I think, I don't think he's like 24 year old Zeke good anymore, but I also don't think he's like, Hey, you know, he'll be lucky if he's an RB one this year, which is what a lot of the community is going with right now. See, I think, and sorry, cause I'm just going to, it's just going to be me and Josh going back and forth on this one. You guys just hang out for a minute, Bill and Scott, but all right. So Dak on pace for 804 attempts mm-hmm. in the first four games. There's no way. There's just no way. Like, I, I, I agree with that. 650 is probably more reasonable. You know, that's what a 15% drop, 18% drop. I don't feel like doing math. Well, but, I don't I don't think if he had played 16, he was going to have 800 no, really not. attempts. So, I mean, no, that's but that's that's almost a, that's a 19% drop. So, if you're talking about that taking off one out of five of everything in the passing game. 20% of everything, basically. That's a, that's a pretty big drop. Uh, the only thing about Zeke is when he first came into the league, he was so explosive. He was breaking off 15, 20-yard runs on the reg. And, man, we just haven't seen that in the last two years. We didn't see it last year and certainly not this year. I know there were a bunch of injuries and the offense was not a Dak offense. But, I mean, still, you expect him to break off a run every now and then, and he just wasn't. So. And I'm not I'm not saying I'm not arguing the point that I think Zeke is going to be top three in 2021, right. but I will argue the point that citing health, he'll be top eight. That's but, fair. That's but fair. Pe- people are saying like he won't be top 15. And I'm like, and, and I'm just I'm just kind of kind Somewhere of putting this all together because there's this disconnect for some reason where like. It's the same thing with Lamar. Like we saw this excellence last year and we just assumed that that was going to be his baseline for the rest of his career. And we have to realize that, Hey, like, you know, no offense. Lamar is, is also not throwing to, you know, Allen Robinson and Julio Jones. I mean, he's got, you know, he's got San Bernardino Brown, you know, he's got, you know, the ghost of Willie Sneed. Uh, you know, I don't even know who else he's throwing. I mean, Walmart Brown, forty-eight-year-old does Bryant. Hey, he's yeah, Walmart Brown out there. Yeah, San Bernardino Brown. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like kind of close to Hollywood, but it's not really Hollywood. Let's face it, <laughs> like San Bernardino Brown. But like, I mean, and so we, a lot of times we we mock Lamar for the for his throwing prowess, and we're like, but wait a minute, I mean. Are you telling me, and I'll bring up the Cowboys, if you're telling me that he's throwing to CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup, that he's his throwing isn't better? Like, come on. Like, he's like I can't even name the third receiver in Baltimore. That's how bad the receiving core is. I think it's Miles Boykin. Good luck you with that. 
First of all, that, that sounds like someone that works at your local Popeyes, Miles Boykin. <laughs> I don't even believe that's a real NFL player. <laughs> Evan Duvernay. I'm pretty sure. When was the last time you guys ate Popeyes? Uh, Have you ever had Popeyes? Yesterday, I love Popeyes. One just so opened up in my town. I was exhausted one night and was craving a Popeyes chicken sandwich and actually went to Hardee's. Like I, I pulled it. I, I was driving home. I was driving Mushrooms home do that. I was driving, driving home real late one night and everything along uh, I-55 North in Mississippi is, is closed at 830, I swear. It's like the most dead area in the world. And I was tired. I'd work like 13 hours and I just pulled off thinking, all right, I'm going to go down to Hardee's or down to Popeye's and just pulled right into the Hardee's and ordered a chicken sandwich and a burger and didn't think twice about, I got a burger at Popeye's. I didn't even realize it until I got home and I looked at the cup and was like, that's a Hardee's cup. I was so tired. I couldn't even taste anything. Man, it's pitiful. He was running, by the way, running down the interstate. He doesn't even have a car. It's crazy. Got to get to work somehow. Nuts, man. God bless you. I hope one day I can grow up and be just like you. All right. So now that we spent 40 minutes talking about uh, the Dallas Cowboys, Lamar and Zink and (laughs) hey, America's team. God bless. Oh my God. Just uh, shoot me. Can you imagine doing a podcast with a Cowboys fan? No. Listen, listen you were over here, you were over here ready to jump jump off a bridge talking about the Lions. At least I can get excited about my team. Jesus. We have to we have to you have we're on suicide watch. I'm gonna go get my Xanax. I'm really trying to figure out how you get excited about the Cowboys, though. That, that's the they most have exci- they have exciting players. Yeah, they have a horrible coach, but that's besides oh. the point. Scott can't argue that. Yeah, don't don't even want to argue that because I I wouldn't have any facts to support my argument. I'm actually grateful for McCarthy because the Packers would add so many more Super Bowls without him. So <laughs> thank you, McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it look it looks like Trent B got a question for us. So. Josh Allen, Dig, Zeke, Keenan Allen, Mixon, leaning towards Zeke and Diggs, full PPR, get last pick, can't keep two of the same position. All right, so this is a keeper question, so this is kind of interesting. So you have Allen, Diggs, Zeke, Keenan Allen, and Mixon. You get to keep two, but they can't be from the same position, and this is a PPR question. So... We're assuming one quarterback then. I think I'm assuming one okay. quarterback as well. Trent, yeah. if you if we're wrong, just try type superflex in there and we'll know. But uh assuming one quarterback, I mean Diggs is definitely I mean, is anyone Diggs gonna argue Zeke that? Or my answer? I, I think I, I think he's on the right track yeah. here. Zeke and Diggs yeah. makes sense. If you have Joe yeah. Mixon, like he is probably a guy. Like I'm looking to move this offseason because there's still some value there. But like he's not like he looks good, but he gets hurt every year. And like that's my concern. Like if he has another year of terribleness or mm. injury, like you have literally zero value left. Yeah. If you can't if he gets injured again, you're not moving him for anything worth anything. I mean, you'll be moving him for the Devin Duvernays of the world. It's gonna be so bad. All right, all right. So Guys, answer a question for me because I, I really I I don't know. What is Mixon worth at this point? I think people are gonna want early first for him if they own him. Wow. 
What's and I think that I'm willing to pay a late first. Okay. I'm I'm thinking like 108, 109, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I think if we're and I always assume super flex. So yeah, in that case, um, yeah, it's not a real strong running back class. So um, I mean, not that that necessarily matters, but yeah, late late first, I'd still be willing to pay. I honestly think you could make a profit on him by paying a late first right now. Um, as long as you sell him before he gets hurt again, but if he comes out with a healthy burrow and that offense gets rolling first few games, um, you know, maybe he can help you win a ship or maybe you can sell him for a profit. Get yourself a, one of those young backs we talked about earlier, like a a swift or something like that. I always like buying depressed value running backs at the end of a season, you know, early in the off season and then flipping them as soon as they do anything, whether it's mean like Zeke. I don't think that Zeke's value is that depressed. To, oh, it to, is. Oh, it is. It is. It is. I think everyone who owns Zeke, though, it's one of those things where if you don't own Zeke, you're like, oh, he's worthless. But if you own Zeke, you're like, I love Zeke. I got him for a reason. You know, that kind of thing. The people always talk about, you know, oh, well, their value is depressed. You know, oh, Michael Gallup's value is depressed. Well, if you own Michael Gallup, you're not like, oh, I'm going to sell him for the cheap, you know? Yeah, I think that there's like a lot of, like, I mean, you're going to encounter that in any player, right? The owner always overvalues who they have. But at the same time, I think that there's a pretty high percentage of people that are willing to move off Zeke right now. And I think that that's the same case with Mixon. Like, I think that it's just one of those things where, like, if you didn't move him, like, middle of this year, like, I don't think you're ever going to see the value that you could have gotten, like, in week eight, let's say. But... He's definitely a guy that might not be worth or maybe worth buying right now just because he he is there's going to be at least if you have 10 leagues there's probably six leagues where the guys willing the willing to move him right now. Mm-hmm. And and that's the ones that you you know and that again Scott and I we were all talking before the show about having multi, you know a ton of leagues. That's what makes this better when you have a lot of leagues. You can find those leagues where people are willing to move a player whereas if you're in one or two you might be sol just because nobody wants to move that particular player um now i'm just tangenting but like point being um yeah that's a i mean that's a the correct move justin just in buying these depressed players because i mean there's so much information we don't know and especially with the draft day and everything like having no idea of who's getting added to teams and that sort of thing so don't buy the high value guys. Buy the guys who have depressed value right now. And the other part of that is that once they start the season, it only takes one injury. Even if someone is drafted, I did this with Rojo last year. You know, uh, I bought him in January, sold him in I think it was probably September, and I made a huge profit on him. And I, I bring him up like all the time. It's just you buy those guys that are on are cheap. You know, you buy them cheap. They only need one opportunity. You know, look at the running backs that ended up having value this year: Salvin Ahmed and uh, Miles Gat. Or, uh, I mean, it's just it's crazy how many running backs we had that that hit the field and produced, and you were able to sell. A couple years ago, I sold Brian Hill before he played a game for a second. I, mean, I did too. <laughs> he never, yeah, he was never going to be anything, 
but he got an opportunity and all it takes is perceived value. It doesn't take actual production for running backs. It takes actual production for wide receivers. You never trade for a wide receiver like, oh, he's, it looks like two people went down and he's going to get some opportunity. No one trades anything of value for that guy until you see him on the field. But running backs, any perceived value is a boost in the uh, trade market. There you go. There you go. I'm glad you guys helped me out with that. I mean, I'm not buying Joe Mixon, but I was just curious. So. Are you buying Zeke? He I'm already actually, did. I'm actually not. I, I'm I'm not out there buying Zeke. Not right now, anyway, because I think what people are asking for are probably picks. I mean, probably the guy with Zeke on his team probably struggled. I mean, yeah. Are you guys paying for Zeke right now? Uh, I paid Monty in a second at the. I love that deal. Were yeah. you uh, you were not a contender? Uh, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's I, a perfect trade. My plan is fully to sell Zeke. I have using him or keeping him long term. I'm just gonna flip him. I just wanted to get out from Monty. Honestly, I bought a ton of Monty before last season. I saw an opportunity for him this year, just knowing how he's so underutilized year one um, under the horrible play calling of Matt Nagy. And um, yeah, it worked, it worked out once laser took over, he took off. Boom. I sold a couple of shares. Good news. Matt Nagy's back. Yay. Great news. news. Nagy and Ryan Pace are back. <laughs> Hopefully Trubisky oh, is well too. In Chicago land. Yeah. The triumvirate of idiots, yes. <laughs> hey, you can't get mad at Mitch Trubisky. No one asked him to take him number two. <laughs> that guy's just a victim of circumstance. He's just like, listen, you guys picked me and then saddled me with uh, Pace and Nagy. So. It could be worse. You could have Rex Grossman back there again. I would take Sexy Rexy in a heartbeat. Rex Grossman is a legend, man. He, he, was, he was dealing that one year. I got some stories about that dude, <laughs> but I don't think they're appropriate for tonight's show. Uh, you can find some videos. After hours. On, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So 20% off the after hours video. <laughs> <laughs> Promo code. We don't know Sexy what we're doing. Oh, man. That's, that is a good one. All right. So let's get to this one. This is from, from our friend of the show, Jerry O'Shea. Jerry. At- at Jerry Shea FF, got an offer of Barkley for Jefferson and Gasecki. Dynasty League Superflex, tight end premium, 12 teams. He says his team is middle of the pack. Any help would be great. I have this trade very close and should go counter, I know. <laughs> I have the Jefferson side. So um, why, don't, why, don't we start, why don't we start with Bill here? Bill, are you taking Saquon or are you taking Jefferson and Gasecki? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I'm probably going to take Saquon because I think before the season starts, his value is going to be stupid high. It's just like that's what happens with running backs. And, you know, people forget about the year that he missed and the struggles with the line and all that kind of 2.8 yards per carry type stuff. And they're just excited for this year. So just value this is a truly a value play i would rather have justin jefferson on my team long term but uh just the value of saquon um i'll take that right now all right justin saquon or the package i'm still on the saquon side and i love jordan i love justin jefferson i almost said jordan jefferson like okay stuck on the lsu fam there (laughs) Uh, 
I, I do love Justin Jefferson. He was one of my go-to, like, got to get him rookies last year, which paid off. But I think there's there's going to be some regression in the statistical side of that. And I think – Kirk Cousins. I think Saquon, his value is only going to go up. It's just – there's no way unless he gets hurt again. And I don't he's think he's still like, 23. Like he's, he's so young. He's a baby. So yeah. he was he was so easy to acquire mid-season too. I mean it was crazy. People that thought that they were contenders and still had Barkley 2 or 3 weeks after the injury, his price even went down further because they were like, "Man, I've got to make a move cuz here I am at 5 and 2 or whatever and I can I can try and make a run." Let me go ahead and send off my asset that I have that's not doing me any good. So, I I mean, I, I made – one of the trades I made was Swift, Tyler Boyd, and I don't know, some throw in for Barkley in a league where I was rebuilding and had a bunch of picks already. I felt good about that. I still feel good about that. And I love DeAndre Swift, but I think there's just a – in terms of value, there's a tier that separates the two. And I think it kind of plays that way here too where Jordan – Jordan Jefferson, geez, and pizzas at 2008 LSU, where Justin Jefferson is a high-end asset, but there's a tier gap there between him and Saquon, and Gusecki doesn't make that difference, though. So I'll, I'll go to you, Scott, before Justin makes another George Jefferson reference. Uh, go go ahead, Scott. Uh, who do you got? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to give up a guy like Jefferson. Um but I think if you're going to do it, then you got to get a top guy. And so Barkley is the type of guy that you would give him up for. I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, if you're doing a startup right now, I mean, who's going first? You know, I mean, the, there's there's your answer. It's going to be Barkley. I mean, the guy's going to come back. I mean, who's, who's the OC for the um, New York Giants right now? Uh, speaking of terrible head coaches, um, Jason Garrett. But he... A future head coach can run an offense though, and uh, I know you didn't see it this year, but um, honestly, if he uses Barkley like he used Zeke back in the day, or any of those, you know, uh, DeMarco Murray, or any number of guys back in the day when Garrett was running that Dallas offense, oh man, Barkley is gonna have a big year and his value is gonna come back through the roof. So, um especially with a lot of question marks around the running back position right now. So yeah, it, it would be tough to give up Jefferson. Um, and notice how we all kind of ignored Gasicki, um, you know, but uh tight end premium. I mean, he's, he has some value obviously. Um, but I don't know. Now this thread did go further and Jerry had mentioned that he really does need a quarterback on his roster. So if he can use Jefferson to get a quarterback, that would really be, uh, the way to go for his particular roster. I would try to move Jefferson for a quarterback versus Barkley. But this trade straight up in a vacuum. Yeah, I'm taking Barkley. All right, cool. So let, let's let's flip it a little bit for Jerry now because Scott brought up something interesting and I want to dive into it a little bit. Um, what, what level of quarterback do you think Justin Jefferson can get you in a super flex? And anybody can jump in on this one. Mm. I don't think it's going to be any of the big eight. If it shouldn't be, I agree with that. Yeah, but it could 
people are nuts over JJ right now, man. That's They're true. That's crazy true. about this kid. And I don't blame him, but like, man, I don't know. You might be able to. So, Justin, who was number eight in your rankings? Um, it was uh, Dak. Dak. No so, way. Dak for, for Justin Jefferson. And who was seven? Lawrence. Would I trade? Would I trade the one hundred and one for right Jefferson? No. Right, and you're not you're not getting Herbert, and then forget no. the top five. No, not even close. And I don't even know if I would do Burrow. I might do Wilson if. If it was Jefferson and something, but what, what if he has like um, Wilson, Wilson and Jefferson? Does that get you one on one? Does that get you Dak? Does that get you Herbert? Are you, wait wait wait? Are you trading Wilson yeah. and Jefferson? Yeah, any of the top eight? Any? Uh, wait, any of the top eight outside of Mahomes? Mahomes would be have to. I'd have to have something else. But That's yeah. I think Wilson is not that far off of any of those guys for me. The right Jefferson well, makes you had. Did you have him at twelve? Is that where you said you had Russell? I have ten. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Burrow and, and Wilson round out my top ten. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think you seriously have to consider, like Justin said, everybody you know except Mahomes, obviously at that point. But um, I'm if trying to think of like a guy that like JJ straight up for a QB where you're yeah, kind of like drops really quickly when you get past that. You get Aaron Rodgers, who I don't know if you want to take on the aging Aaron Rodgers. Tua, Tan- Tua Tannehill, Stafford, Goff, Wentz, Ryan. I, mean, I don't. The, this is all December ADP off of DLF, but it it drops quick. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm there may not be a little brain. And yeah. the uh, DLF trade finder, and there's a. Jared Goff, Justin Jefferson for Josh Allen, Antonio Brown. Whoa. Or. Okay. Um, Justin Jefferson and Garoppolo for Aaron Rodgers. But that was probably a. No, that's after the season. Really? Somebody overpaid mm. for Rodgers with that. Green Bay fan sounds like. Yep. Yeah, I'm trying to see what else uh, that includes. A yeah, so you're right, Justin. It, it's kind of a weird kind of you hit that top 10 and then it's just kind of like Justin Jefferson is more valuable than everyone else. So it's almost like you got to package Jefferson and another asset to try to get into yeah. the top 10 in order to kind of make it even. So may, maybe that's the play, Jerry. You, you find – Maybe you have a Goff or a Kirk Cousins and you package JJ and one of those guys and try to move up and get yourself a Dak or a you know a Herbert or something like that. Or on the flip side, if he just needs a body at quarterback, maybe he can go like Jefferson for Baker plus. You know, something like that. Get a young QB with some upside. I know Baker had that end of the season run. That's probably going to boost his value a little bit, but I mean, maybe he gets Baker and then I don't know, someone like Jalen Rager or maybe even shoots higher with like a DJ Chark, you know, something like that. Yeah. Try to try to buy yourself up as many of those, uh, those Jacksonville Jaguars as you can with, uh, 
T-Law is going to spread that ball, guys. <laughs> saying. And, and you know you what? You do have him as QB7. I wouldn't be shocked if Jacksonville uses either that second first-round pick they have or that top of the second-round pick and grab another pass-catching weapon, whether it's, you know, maybe the tight end uh, Fryermuth out of Penn State yeah. or they get, you know, one of these other receivers that are going to be there late first, early second, and give Lawrence another weapon to sling it out to. Because, I mean, they have – I mean, they have some guys there. I mean, obviously they have Chark. They have Chenault. Colin Johnson kind of started coming on a little bit at the end of the year, you know, and if they throw another weapon at, out there, I would almost say they should go for the tight end just because – uh I mean, Tyler Eifert ain't it, but uh, you know, but that could be fun, whether maybe they go offensive tackle with that second first and then, you know, or flip it, whatever. But yeah, Trevor Lawrence is going to, it's going to be fun out there. Just hoping that they don't, uh, they don't pick up Urban Meyer to, uh, to ruin the kid. Well, that might be the best team. thing to happen to him, to be honest. Like, well, you know, Urban Meyer uh, will be doing like three years Urban will have like a medical emergency and he'll have to retire again. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's to get that's more after money the violation else. start catching up. Yeah. <laughs> Once Goodell gets on his ass, he's all, oh, oh guys, I gotta retire. Ooh, bad back. I'm out. <laughs> oh, hard, Something hard. we can all agree on. He's like, he's like, oh gosh, these the stress. Let me take an Ohio State job. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Day didn't look too good in that national championship, did he? So uh all right, so we've been going for about an hour and five minutes here. So uh, I think we've uh, I think we've we've hit the uh, hit all the high notes, as I like to say. And uh, we're gonna let we're gonna let these guys uh, send us out. Uh, why don't we start with you, Justin? Uh, let everybody know where they can find you, what you're doing, and where you're at. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RunDFF. And the Dynasty Hot Sauce podcast. Look us up. Me and uh, Larry Monkey, we're we're just trying to have a good time. You know, it's sober Larry season, so it's kind of weird. Uh, don't worry, drunk Larry's coming back, so we'll we'll kick it right back into what it is. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Bill misses drunk Larry already. <laughs> but and, yeah, so catch us over there, and uh, yeah, that's about it. And if if you aren't listening to the Hot Sauce, it's legit one of just the most fun just two guys just like talking football like you talk to talk about football with your best friend i mean i lounge on the couch just like this for that i mean look if you can't just you can't get comfy doing a podcast there's no point in doing it that's my thing justin likes getting all the ladies sprung with his couch laying so uh hope hope the wife's not in the background that i lock her in the bedroom it's cool all right, before uh, before the cops come, Scott, why don't you uh, tell everybody where they can find you, where you're at, and what you're doing? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I am on Twitter at Scott underscore Sidlow. Um, Justin and I will be hosting a bunch more Trade Addicts here over the next few months. We'll be hopefully reprising our incredible draft special that we did uh, last year, kind of put us on the map. So um, we will – I think we're going to be hosted next week but we've got a bunch coming up here so uh always always uh good to check that one out um and also the dynasty roast we're kind of getting into during the season it's it's not really 
it's not really a thing during the season, but this time of year, and as we start getting into drafts and all that, we start breaking down people's leagues and all that sorts of fun stuff. So we're going to have some new, new things uh, with that. Got a website going up and some other stuff there. So we will be dropping some info on that sometime soon. Nice. And, and Scott, just, just in case people don't know, t- tell them a little bit about the, the, the draft thing you did last year. Yeah, so um, trade addicts is exactly what it is, right? It's it's all about trades, um, but you also need to know who's who's coming in. Uh, what are these rookies looking like? Uh, do we want to trade these draft picks? Do we want to trade for vets? And so Justin and I just did a full breakdown of pretty much every relevant player that came in, every move that happened. Um, you know, we gave a lot of recommendations. Uh, we did our rankings. We frankly did very well uh last year surprisingly i mean it's only been one year you can't really hey, gotta be surprisingly come well, on man. you can't fully judge the rankings it's only been one season goes, it is dynasty God. bullshit you guys did fantastic you're the best <laughs> everybody you pay attention to what these guys have to yeah. say yeah, Scott's never played in a league with me, obviously, because I I won a league, and guess what? I'm the best player ever in the history of that league. I don't care what anyone else says. I don't right. care what happened before or what happens after. I'm the best forever. But, That's right. That's right. That's it. But, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we appreciate you guys coming on. I mean, you guys are both – uh, super smart, super funny, uh, super good at what you guys do. And uh, it was good to pick your brains a little bit. It was good to uh, get the best of uh, Justin in the Zeke argument because he's a smart guy. So anytime I can uh, beat a smart guy in a uh, in a conversation, I, I uh, pat myself on the, on the back. Bill, no one, no one asked you. Um, Scott agreed with me, and he's the smarter one. So I'm going with that. He is a smarter one. Um, I, so- I concede. So, uh, you know, we want to, you know, on that note, we want to uh, thank you guys. Uh, you know, everybody that was in the chat, it was awesome. Two Drink was in there. Lindsey Kennedy was in there. We got the uh, we got a question from Trent B, which was cool because it got us thinking a little bit about uh, Keeper, which we sometimes aren't always. Uh, we don't have our Keeper hats on. So that was cool. Uh, remember to, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, make sure you click that like button, click subscribe. So, you know, when we go live, uh, maybe Justin and Scott will reprise their draft thing live this year. Who knows? Who knows? I'll just, I'll put them on the spot, you know, just because, you know, you that's what I like. To do. That's what I like to do. So uh, if you, if you click the bell and subscribe, you're going to know when those smart guys go live so that you can uh, soak up all of their knowledge. And, uh, if you're listening in podcast form, appreciate you guys too. We've been talking mostly me for an hour and 10 minutes now. You guys could literally be doing anything else, but you took the time to listen to us. And we appreciate that. So, Bill, on that note, we are out of here. Late. Late.